0: Given that 25% of all adults have a fear of needles, the choice to be voluntarily stabbed seems like an odd one to many. And while tattoos have become popular in the past decade, acupuncture has existed as a documented medical treatment for over 2,000 years, with other evidence pointing to its first use over 8,000 years ago. Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough Podcast, a show that acknowledges no one is always an expert by dispelling misconceptions with real experts. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Cholin Moy, with experience in massage, acupuncture, herbal medicine, and traditional Chinese medicine. Cholin Moy gives us an expert breakdown behind both the spiritual aspects as well as the hard science of these mystified practices. I'll tell you now, it's not as many needles as you're thinking. Let's get stabbed to feel better. Welcome to the show, Moy.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Colton.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit for the audience?
1: Okay, well, my name is Cho Lin Moy. I'm a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist, practitioner of uh, Chinese medicine. Uh, I have a brick and mortar uh, business or office, uh, which is located in Union Square in New York City. And uh, what else can I tell you? (laughs) We're
0: going (laughs) to... No, I mean, what got you into working in acupuncture and with herbal medicines?
1: Well, what got me into it? Well, I mean, I grew up in a medical family, so Western medicine. Um, My father was actually, he went to medical school in the 50s, and he was really one of the first Chinese-born Western medicine practitioners in Chinatown. So his practice started like in the 1962, 63. So really, really early on. And so I was exposed to Western, you know, Western medical model. Um, really, this was the uh, medical school of the 1950s was, you know, during when the polio vaccine was and uh, penicillin and surgery. So that was like really big medicine. And um, my father i think he always wanted us to go into medicine but i was never interested in in that western model uh i mean it was very it, it was interesting and exciting what i could what i would say and um so of course i went into something like business you know going into i was in the fashion industry and i worked in the tax-free market and then it, i you know found that that was just kind of not really satisfying you know you make some money but then there's a point where you realize that you're like a hamster on a wheel and part of a system and uh, so it was really this like what quality of life do i want to have and know really to how am I going to contribute in a way that's meaningful for me and meaningful for the public or what am I going to do like what you know and um, so I always loved massage therapy I loved like health and about the body so what I did is I went back to school went to school at night and uh, became a massage therapist and but while I was in school There is a there are modules where you learn about Eastern foundations, about, you know, these principles that are within Chinese medicine, um, which are the the idea of yin and yang and balance and the concept of qi and energy and then the branches of Chinese medicine, like having mindfulness, acupuncture, massage, herbal medicine, food, exercise, Cosmology, you know, like astrology, which is more the esoteric and also feng shui so really it was about cultivating health, and this was very interesting for me. And I knew then that the next step, it was going to be to go and study acupuncture and herbal medicine because there's just thousands of years of information, which is empirical and really about cultivating this health and wellness Uh, so you know as part of the i would say like the movement in the 70s and the 80s or all of these this human potential movement which was about like oh you know how can i be more it didn't really address in in a way like cultivating your whole life it was it was much more this idea of things like Est or The Forum or Landmark, you know, about, you know, getting like speaking your voice and being successful and, and, and all of these different things, but not, but there would be like, oh, a personal part of your life and then a professional part. And the, you know, the ancient principles are really like you are looking at what's going on from the inside in relationship really to the universe. So this is also something that is a lifelong study. And, uh, you know, as you get older, you get wiser. The more people you see, the the better you are at helping people. So that was kind of like a long a long answer, but that's what it got <laughs> me into it. So.
0: No, I mean, it's very interesting because when I think about, you know, I, I have no experience with acupuncture. I've never done it. But i wouldn't like link in my mind acupuncture and massage therapy and i don't know why that is because they're both very like physical works on the body right Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah they are i mean well there are many different let's there are many different styles of body work of massage right and um so they do work by stimulating your nervous system so your your skin surface is like your the largest part of your nervous system right it's a um, receives information and sends it back to the brain Um, but there is a part where so like the between the western way of thinking and eastern way of thinking you know we have this idea of what is the mind and we always talk about mind body uh is this aspect but really our body is our mind, right? The brain is like a receiving station, right? That receives the messages at at, at like a, like Grand Central Station or Union Union Station. But uh, how we experience is through um, this kind of like our nervous system and um, environmentally, we're constantly getting information feedback. And so... Massage is a great way to actually kind of like feel yourself, be able to, you know, experience yourself. So when you're get, receiving a massage, you're actually kind of like, it's like it's touching your brain, like a part of your nervous system. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that that feels good. Or, oh, um, I have tension somewhere also helps to move uh, blood with circulation, stimulates your uh, rest and digest so your body can reset and heal. And always looking to bring yourself back into balance. Um, And the body is always looking to go into balance, right? It's always adjusting to what our our, our experience is usually an adjustment to, let's say, our environment or something happening, right? We're always adjusting.
0: Yeah, it it seems like we are almost you know too busy all the time moving around you know we never really give ourselves that time to like feel our bodies out and so this is kind of the opportunity to be like oh hey remember all these parts of you that maybe you've been neglecting and now you need that chance to like you said you know rest and digest to really relax to you know embrace your inside and not so much just the the fast paced things happening around you but you know what is acupuncture like at its most basic level? What are we looking at when we say I signed up to go receive my first acupuncture treatment?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what what is it that you're okay? What is it you're looking to achieve? Like your intention? If you were you just want to have like see what it would be like? Please? Yeah, I guess
0: you know I don't know like what the typical the typical use is, so. If i just i guess wandered in because i'm like hey this sounds like a fun way to spend my afternoon what am i doing
1: put some needles in um okay so (laughs) let's say you you're um for instance like hypothetically or actually what i uh, probably um stress is a big uh, issue for everyone even if they say i don't feel it oftentimes they're intellectualizing that they don't feel stressed But their body is telling a different story right like their shoulders are tight or their digestion is upset or they're not sleeping right and so we know that there's something that is um out of balance in their system so you would go to a practitioner you fill out a an intake form like a a really thorough intake form that at least in my practice and you know looks at your whole health history um, and also, some of your family history, too. So, the idea is like, where, what are you, you know, constitutionally what's happening? Like, you have a constitution. So, this idea you're born with like a kind of a blueprint, uh, which is your genetics. Uh, then, you also have an environment that you've been living in, um, you know, like what you eat and your other experiences that then also kind of like f- form uh, maybe your responses, right? your predisposition, right? Predisposition. And so looking at that, as you come in, you will be presenting with a pattern, let's say. Um, So someone else who has stress, their pattern might be different. They may hold their stress in their stomach, they get stomach aches, or have constipation, or, you know, or they break out in skin rashes, right, or have tension headaches, Um, but it's still stress. So they manifest it differently. And the strategy would be to help you get to a place of balance we call balance and then your body is able to heal itself so if somebody is having a um symptoms for a long time then we're looking at or it hasn't resolved after a, a period of time then we're really looking like okay something is not happening in their body for their natural or their you know their internal healing to take place and so uh, receiving acupuncture the strategy would be okay this person has is like experiencing an imbalance we call imbalance Uh, and what can I do is with the the points that are on meridians so these are acupuncture points that this is going to help their body go into that state of relaxation I mean that would be kind of like a western perspective In the eastern perspective is really like it's gonna move the chi and blood and balance the person right their energy and their emotions so it's kind of like all within the same thing what happens scientifically and chemically is that uh there are neuropeptides that are released that are it's like they get released when you receive acupuncture and we're looking at real acupuncture, not just like sticking a needle anywhere. Um, so they've done brain scans with that. And those neuropeptides uh, also release like an anti-inflammatory um, process, they, which means your, your, your immune system is also boosted. And at the same time, we're looking at uh, that the nervous system is able to go into that rest and digest and there's that feeling of well being also release of endorphins right which which are those feel good chemicals. Um, and often, when someone has inflammation, what I would say is they tend to be irritable. You know. And uh, so that would be the experiences, you might also feel like really sleepy (laughs) when you get acupuncture and that's a sign like you kind of like your body went into that state. And uh, then after you usually have a really good sleep, Uh, you might notice that you urinate a little more Uh, in some cases, you might your perspiration might have a little more odor to it, because the metabolic waste is getting processed. Right. So there are different things that may happen after and also a sense of calm and well-being from the inside, like a, a feeling of like, oh, I feel I feel OK. Like not that jumpiness. And, and usually people experience like like, oh, I actually don't feel so nervous, like they they suddenly recognize like, oh, I don't have the thing that I usually have which is great because it's a, a an aspect of uh, being self-aware, right? And that you is that you know, mind-body connection of awareness of what's happening inside.
0: So what do you think is probably like the most common reason people come in? Like, what is, is it just stress? Because I mean, that's, I imagine, very prevalent in our society in general.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't... <laughs> I know the stress is usually like oh I don't feel it it's just stress right um, so usually they come in for some kind of pain like that's going to be because that gets your attention, but the pain is the symptom the underlying cause is that your body has not. Um, gone been able to heal itself, which means that it's out of balance. Right. So as we kind of work backwards, most of the time the symptoms get people to come in and uh, then what ensues is we see like, oh, you're not getting sleep, which means Um, your body is actually not uh, recovering and not making growth hormone Uh, pain receptors suck up serotonin so people start feeling down and depressed or you know their circadian rhythm is off which is also that idea of yin and yang and then that can affect their hormones so we're looking at okay what do we want to treat we want to help them go back into right relationship within themselves into a place of balance and uh so yes the symptom of the pain we can do something by increasing circulation to the area and 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 helping that locally but we also really need so that's like the branch we still need to treat the root so the root is going to be nervous system out of balance at the same time the person will need to make some changes you know kind of like look at you put yourself into this situation, right, if you want to be better, like, you really need to um, cultivate this yourself. And so I think this is also where there's a big difference between a Western model and an Eastern model, where someone will go in and like, okay, fix me, Um, I can't sleep, give me a pill. And, um, you know, sometimes a physician may say, okay, you need to work on your sleep. Uh, but most people don't do it, and they actually kind of celebrate like, oh, I don't even need sleep right? <laughs> uh, uh, or, you know, this idea of, you know, running on empty and, you know, working, working, working. Um, however, unless, you know, the person is going to commit to making those changes, it's really hard or, or recognizing, you know, their responsibility in the behaviors that they are engaging in that kind of lead them eventually to where they may be coming into my office or to a chiropractor's office or to the emergency room because their back gave out. Um, And that's actually, I would say, is probably like the biggest challenge is to really um, have people become aware and be willing to do something about it, right? um I I mean I often get those questions how many sessions before I get better and it's really it's not so much that as much as are you going to go back in and do the same thing again because then they're 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 kind of not getting the message that they have this power right to be healthy I'm helping them but they also need to recognize their participation and um it's a collaboration and uh, the people who get excited about it and they're like oh my god i'm learning so much that that's really great because then they 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 go even to have like like optimal health right really optimal
0: otherwise this is kind of a therapeutic band-aid like if you keep engaging in the same issues like even if i come in we do a session if you're only sleeping three hours a night, we haven't solved the issue. I've just treated you a little bit the same way that somebody's like, Oh, well I have chronic back pain because I have bad lifting practices at work. So I get a lot of massages and you're like, well, that's kind of not going to fix your overall issue. <laughs> like it might but, I mean, feel it feels different. great yeah. the fact
1: that they're doing that, but then they have to do, you know, things on the, you know, on the other end. I mean, the other thing too, I mean, this is, you know, the model, the medical model that we are kind of like living in that kind of permeates everything is really about this magic bullet, like the idea like, oh, it's this one drug that will save us. It's this one thing, this one ingredient. And I also see this when they do research uh, with like natural substances or herbs that they're looking like, okay, what molecularly can we break it down to this one thing? and really it's understanding of this little more complexity and dynamic of it's like everything it's your food it's your sleep it's the the media you consume it's the thoughts that you have which we get back to like the like the branches in chinese medicine or east asian medicine like meditation mindfulness is really that's going to set your attitude. It's going to also discipline you in a way that you're not going to get sucked into drama, um, to that then like creates additional stressors that are are not helpful at all, um, and really to be able to manage yourself, right? So it's a lot of people. We have this body, this organism, and we don't really understand the user's manual, like. Um, we have to get to know it from the inside out, and um, the the idea that somebody's gonna fix me versus understanding that you have it like it's gonna be generated from the inside of you, um, and have the the I guess self knowledge like really to develop yourself and then understand, like when you take something in, uh, really like using it consciously. So for instance, like the idea of like making your own food, like preparing your own food, there are this, you know, the idea of your 10 fingers of virtue, right? When you make your own food energetically, you are giving something to yourself, right? You're taking the care and the time to do this for you, to choose the nutrition and then bring that in because it's going to make you feel good it's going to give you energy and it's going to help your body to be very healthy right and this is like really missing (laughs) like when people cook for themselves they're like oh i cooked something or what but the the idea of like the practice like living is a practice right it is a practice and having that consciousness around what we do is a big part of it yeah so that's something that i try to bring in with my patients to really rec- you know so that they recognize you've got this power you all have this power and um understanding yourself right in that way
0: so especially when new people are coming into you know you've got to introduce all these ideas to them I have to imagine just because of pop culture in some way, you also kind of have to get them over a fear of a thousand needles because I think that's the only like, you know, image that I've really seen of acupuncture is in like, you know, a comedic moment in a movie where they are comically long needles just like hanging off of people. And even I can recognize like, all right, that's probably not it, but it makes for a very, you know, funny image until people are like hey, yeah. I gotta come in and actually get acupuncture done.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, most of the, I mean, we have to look at, you know, where the, you know, where it's coming from in the culture, you know, how things are are being portrayed as like foreign and weird. And, um, but what I, what I actually really like notice, it's funny because like, even though I don't watch TikTok, right, uh, but you start to see like, all of a sudden, you know all of these videos like oh cupping and guasa and um you know all of these things of like oh I'm cooking these really healthy meals and you're like okay you're using a wok, you're you saw you know you're getting the tofu, you're sauteing, you're doing like basically you're 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 cooking a um an Asian style recipe um and then we're looking at all of the breath work that's out there which really Comes from the east, right? These ideas of different breathing techniques and yoga and all—these are all of these principles that are coming from the east. Um, the thing is, is that it depends on who is presenting it. Now, when we start to look at—I mean, the idea of what is in movies and stuff is really oftentimes—and um, you probably, you know, this is like a whole other subject of, of uh, you know racism and you know how certain groups of people are always portrayed right as being you know oh the servant or um you know like the funny person or the one with the accent or the immigrant or something like that and um I also see you know when you know getting on to like oftentimes when I answer queries of journalists, they are like, oh, we want an MD to explain how acupuncture works or something like they don't know. They're not trained to understand those principles. It's like too. it's like very divergent. I mean, where they may meet is where, you know, some of the things that they go like, oh, we can we notice our patients get better, but we don't understand how it works. So we can't endorse it. You know, it's this idea like I need to understand how something works from the lens that I only look at things from one perspective. And if only part of it, like kind of comes into view, then I can't endorse it, because I don't look at the whole thing, like, and and so that is where we start to look at, you know, the the attitudes about like, where this information is coming from. Um, Oftentimes, You know, I I also read a lot of medical journals and we say like oh research coming out of like Japan or Korea or certain countries is kind of like yeah well you know they probably skew their data or yeah we don't really you know there's always like kind of this attitude that is. um, kind of suspicious about like somebody who's not coming from the West and um, so. You know to get back to you how are things portrayed you know yeah i know that there was like a sex in the city episode where um, i think one of them was getting like acupuncture in the face and it was like comical scene um so they you know or, or oftentimes there there's always a scene with a pregnant lady and she's about to give birth and then she's yelling and screaming and there's a, a chaotic moment we also kind of look at it like that's kind of like the same the, the same idea of like, what do people know about women, you know, giving birth. So the biggest thing I would say is people are afraid of needles. Right. And the reason they're afraid of needles is because they got stabbed when they were two or three in a doctor's office with a, a, a needle, which is huge and um, the intermuscular, so they got stabbed with it. Uh, for me, I love to treat somebody when it's the first time because I have this opportunity to one, they're gonna feel better, and two, they get over their fear of needles. So whatever, I, and I know when that person is on my table and they're like, oh, I'm afraid of needles, that there's that three or four-year-old that's there with me and so i'm able to you know talk them through it and just say okay you're going to feel a little pinch and and then they're like okay and then they're like wait that's it and i'm like that's it it'll feel like a little pinch that's it and so that also shifts for them whatever they thought something was right it enables them to Suddenly, their belief gets shifted, right? So they, you know, but the fact that they're coming in and that they're willing to try something, I would say, even if they have doubt, I know someone who comes to see me that there's got to be at least a little sliver of belief, otherwise they wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah, you're like you're willing to to face something that you think is is scarier dangerous or the unknown just because you're like I know I need help and so like that's a that's a big step and I think that is very interesting to think that like you know at the same time there's an adult on your table there's also like you know their child brain kicking in that's like oh no needles here we go again
1: yeah yeah so there yeah there's that thing back and forth like oh oh well ah, it's a needle but I I don't know or there yeah it, it there's a little bit of that there, there's a little bit of that but then once they have the experience, then that, like, everything goes, shh, stops.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's, you know, there's a lot of different treatments that we've talked about, you know, what's going on here. How many needles do you typically use in a session?
1: That's really is going to depend. <laughs> I would say, um, okay, so let me just think for a second. Probably the least number that I really used is, has been probably like four on somebody. It was really like a very, like, let's dip your toe into it. You know, something really very, um, I don't even say basic. It really like depended. Um, So I'd say somewhere around at least 20 would be, yeah, about, about 20, you know, I would say I can do a lot with you know 20 points and and really the idea is more is more needles does not mean better right the um imagine that how do i explain to someone when they ask me like what are meridians what are acupuncture points that i will say okay before you were born when you're developing this is the embryonic stage there's something that takes those cells and says to divide you know and that's going to say this is the front this is the back this is the upper this is the lower these are the sides these are going to be the become the arms this is going to become the head right because as we know now that all those little cells are kind of undifferentiated so there's something that says this is the way we're going and those are known as biomaps i call them biomaps which are your meridians So that's before you're born, right? That tells your organs to develop, the cells to divide, part of the morphogenetic field. And then once you're born, right? So it gives you, you know, everything's moving. Once you're born, you're breathing, you're getting your sustenance from food and digesting. So then postnatal, this stuff kicks in. What happens is is these meridians are still there. These are like the back door of the program. So when something is not balancing, here is this opportunity for us to tap in to these channels that actually can carry information back and forth. And so this is how I explain the meridian, because the meridians form before you're born not after so they're actually part of how you were made up and how your your system is running and the energy and also the electrical impulses that are going around right and so they're still there right they're still there and this is like how you're able to this is like one of the reasons why it works um the actual points have different electrical um current like the uh the compared to the non-meridian points right so there's there's definitely a difference um they also light up in the brain like it so there are points that are for the stomach and then will light up in the brain where the stomach is so like it actually sends the message to the circuit board that's part of the brain that actually would then send the message to your actual stomach um so this is really like ancient technology and uh so this is also you know i find it really fascinating and uh you know i think that the ancient world had some really really high levels of technology where at some point i know we 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 lost it or it was like we forgot that it was there except for we have all of these like thousands of years of of documentation that's still intact um so it just is in a in a kind of a poetic language or in a philosophical construct um which is not medical
0: and i'm trying to think about this like if you had eyesight we'll just say that like we put you in a dark room and meridians glowed would you Kind, would it kind of be like straight lines down your you know your body your limbs would we look kind of almost stick figure-ish if you only saw our meridians
1: no because there are all different levels too um, you know what is a great um, are you familiar familiar with Alex Gray Alex and Allison Gray
0: uh-uh.
1: the artist um, I'm sure you've seen it so he has these pictures um that he's uh, drawn um, and he you can see it's like you'd see like them going up and down. you'd see like how they enter. yeah you would yeah, you would see probably on different levels. So they're internal um, meridians and then like on the surface. So you, you'd have like the surface lines um, and then you have like from those surface lines there are also the channels that go deep and they connect with the organs, et cetera, et cetera. Right?
0: Gotcha, so yeah. It looks so you'd see of,
1: like a, a mesh, you'd see like a full on kind of a network is yeah. what you'd see.
0: Yeah. Said, like if you overlaid subway maps.
1: Well, yeah, it would be like train tracks. Like imagine there are train tracks and then there are like switching stations that where, you know, certain convergences and then how you could like access via this route or how, two points, then connect and work together. um, The different functions of what they might do as a single point, then when you combine them, uh, what they would do. Yeah. So getting back to like more is not necessarily better, because the idea is that you are able to kind of like send a message. So you don't want to send lots of conflicting messages, right? So you want to be as simple as you can my strategy is the more complicated someone's health condition is the more simple the treatment i would use because you really want to have like a cl- like with anything like a clear message of communication so that the body can take it in and then um, integrate it
0: yeah you like if i turn you into a a comedic human pincushion like the message is oh no i've been stabbed a bunch <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it kind of will be like there's no yeah, it's like a like a like a crowd like a mass of people imagine and you're like, okay, where are we going at this point there's so many people there's no direction. I mean you will get simulate like overall if, if somebody did that you're getting a lot of stimulation, it just would no longer really be uh, within the principles of, of acupuncture like, like how you would. You know, what is the pattern and what, you know, how are you going to achieve that? Like what it is, right?
0: Gotcha. So, I mean, you have quite a lot of time and experience into this. Have you seen anything or heard anything that you thought like, wow, that's genuinely an unusual case? Obviously, the outcome was probably good, but like, just this was really bizarre. I had not considered this as a, you know, like a use for acupuncture. Um, hmm.
1: I hadn't considered it a use for acupuncture. Um, well, you know, I'm a I'm a proponent of acupuncture. I really like it is very beneficial for people just eat, you know, like generally to just like do a reset and help people. I mean, I haven't had that experience. However, there are like points that you might use for someone who was drowned. Right. Um, so I guess if I were I had no other choice (laughs) of like saving someone. I might be like, this is the perfect time to use this point, you know, like, uh, so that might be something, but here's the thing that um, because I live in a city and I also in where I am, I'm not considered a primary, like that, and most people that come to see me, they've already, kind of been to doctors and trying to figure out what's going on with them. Um, I don't really get like the the crazy emergency stuff, although I did have a student once. And in fact, I saw him a few months ago. It was during a snowstorm in New York, and he somehow ended up coming into class, but it was like training was like teacher training and um, there were like a handful of students who were like, oh, you know, it was really like people shouldn't have come in. And one of the things happened, he had a kidney stone and it started to act up. And the interesting thing was, is that we were in, I was teaching at the college <laughs> with these students and it was like, okay, he's having an attack of a kidney stone, right? He was breathing all this. I mean, like, the pain was like incredible for him. And it was like, OK, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do these points to help with this kidney stone to pass. We're going to help him out. And then um, I actually called in a, a script, a, a, an herbal script to a pharmacy for a particular formula that actually helps to like the, the spasm and to help get the kidney stone out and uh two of the classmates you know went down in the snow and picked this uh, formula up and we gave it to him because it was like he was gonna have to drive back to westchester it was like four hours in the snow and um yeah and so that was like a really kind of like an emergency situation <laughs> that it was like all right we're here i mean he didn't want to go to the hospital um that was something I wouldn't recommend necessarily in this day and age, if somebody has that to, you know, come and see me when they're having a kidney stone attack. I mean, I did experience someone who was coming to see me and I used to use this as a, an example, always had neck pain and had come to see me because they had the shoulder pain, this right shoulder pain. and. They would come and see me when they were, like, always, like, when they were stressed out and they needed, like, I needed treatment. And um, it was really weird because I'm like, guy, you know, it's so strange. Usually you don't have shoulder pain. It's not your pattern. And um, so I saw him on a Friday, and then I was going to see him again on a Monday. And when I he felt better. But then when he came in Monday, he was like, oh, man, I couldn't sleep. I had to sit up sleeping. I couldn't lie down. My shoulder was... And I was like, really, that's weird. Um, So he comes in and he lies down and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, my shoulder, my shoulder, it's spasming. And I go, all right, like, just turn on your side. He's like, oh, so painful, my shoulder, my shoulder. And I'm feeling the shoulder and there's no spasming happen in the muscle. And then all of a sudden I go, you gotta sit up, sit up. I was like, it's your gallbladder. You're having referral pain. You're like having gallstone, like is like spasming, and that's a referral pain to the shoulder in the right, because that then I was like, oh my God, when he lies down, the pressure of the, you know, whatever on his liver and gallbladder, just like the, you know, actual like moving this way is create is doing something. He had to sit up. So like if there wasn't this pressure going on, oh my God. It was like it's a gallbladder attack. Like you got to go to the hospital immediately, immediately. But what does he say to me? It's not convenient for me to go. <laughs> uh, so I like, I'm like, let's call your doctor. Let's call your wife. You know, like you like. I'm writing it down. Go to the hospital. Suspected gallbladder, gallstone. Yeah. So in that case, that was something like, I guess if I was, you know, in the middle of nowhere, I might try and do something, you know, we've got modern medicine for emergencies, which is great for that. Right. It's really great. And incidentally the guys, the, the, uh, kidney stone did pass.
0: Nice. So, you know, we've talked a lot about like, you know, when you're using acupuncture, you also need to be helping yourself in other situations. You're like, you know, maybe using breath work or in meditation and making sure you're sleeping enough and making sure you're eating right, like all of these things to kind of compound on, you know, very long-term knowledge that we have developed over centuries and millennia. Do you also usually practice acupuncture in tandem with like traditional Chinese herbal medicine?
1: Yes. Really, if, well, first of all, they, you know, before, I would offer herbs to somebody you know if they're taking other medications it gets very complicated so more is less i mean or less is more i would say um they've got to work on their diet like those things and um if i'm going to recommend using a formula then we got to really closely monitor because it's, it's not like take the formula and you're fine it's really like okay we need to follow you know as your getting better or what's happening in your body how this is interacting um with your system is this the right formula and you don't take it for a really long time we'd have to see like how's your progress i'd also look at their um constitution so if somebody is like recover is like really weak constitution and all of those then the treatment again would be we need to work on their constitution so their body will heal versus i'm going to give you a pill for your gallbladder right and uh yeah so i i do and then they also have to be compliant right so if someone's taking herbs they need to do exactly what you know is recommended and also you know take a note of what's going on for them so they really need to like monitor themselves not just like oh i just take it and i ignore everything else it really is a matter of the, you know, in, in a way the, the the stronger the medicine that we're using or what we're doing, the more involved the patient needs to be with their, you know, with their, what they're doing.
0: Yeah. It's kind of uh, sounds like a mid step where you're like, right now you are crawling. You have a lot mm-hmm. of issues. We are going to give you this formula so that you can walk. And then when it is gone, hopefully you are ready to run on your own.
1: Yeah. Well, Something like that, but it really it's like um if I give someone a, a formula, like for instance, I'm like, Did you take the formula? <laughs> like yes, how was it? Is okay, did it bother your stomach, or what are you noticing? And like, okay, they're like, uh, oh, maybe it's too strong. I'm like, all right, then take a little less, let's like manage what that is, and then you know, reporting back, okay, let's talk in a couple of days. I wanna monitor what you're doing. So so that they're aware, I, like they need to continue to be aware. Yeah. And then they get again to a place of balance, and then they're able to heal. So I look at really like a sequence of of where someone is, you know, where we're going to help to bring them. Now, sometimes people like they get to that place in their balance, they're like, hey, I'm feeling better. And then bye. and you're like, okay, I'm probably going to see them in a few months when they come back. And they were like yeah yeah i know i know but I'll, I'll i'll do it i'll do it you know so there's you know sometimes there's that too it takes it takes a while before someone really is like okay i really need to fix this like there's an urgency and and that's uh well, like that like they say the time to plant a tree is 20 years ago so we're always in this opportunity to make a difference and uh what i will ask you know like it's going to be You got to go into the future to your 50 year old self or wherever someone is aged, like if they're 50, I'm like your 60 year old self, which is not that far away. And do you want to be up regret that you didn't do something when you could have done it? Right. Like that's like the like you have to look at Are better. You did it and it was a mistake than not do it and regret it. Right. Because then you can't take it back. And uh, really this is all about, you know, making changes over time, you know, and that's the, you know, in terms of consistency, it's easier to start with like little things and make the changes. So it becomes a lifestyle versus now I have to change everything at once, because that's also very shocking to the system. So we want to have consistency and commitment, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's very good. And some of us are slow learners and your personal health is not the place to be doing that, (laughs) you know, like now is the time to take in these lessons and apply them as rapidly as you can because they benefit you longer and longer and longer terms.
1: Well, you know, like sometimes the best people learn from their mistakes, like that's the, you know, and that's the, can be some mistakes can be the best teacher, right? Like I'm not making that mistake again. They cut my leg off, or you know, like there were yeah, some you know, like someone gives, you know, there's lots of of things, you know, that people can do. Um, they just need to have the motivation to do it and to really actually like really care about themselves, right?
0: Yeah. This is our
1: only the only body we have,
0: you know. Absolutely. And you work in, you know, lots of areas of it. It seems that Do you run into a lot of misconceptions, you know, other than the things we've talked about? Is there a lot that you kind of have to straighten people out about when you're, you're talking to them about these topics?
1: Um, I know straighten them out, I would say is really, you know, they want a result. And um, they're again, getting a, they're accustomed to that magic bullet type result and uh, to, to get it from a magic bullet. And so really is like an educational process of like, this is a, like a, a, a different kind of a process where um, you're gonna get so much more because you're gonna learn uh, about how it works in your body. And that's, you're gonna take that with you. Um, so it's a matter of a level of consciousness. Um, so I know they wanna like, I just wanna come and then I'm better. I'm like, yes, that can happen too it's uh really like the like being able to to shift the paradigm i think is usually like the challenge
0: Of course, so. well, i think i think that's fantastic to leave people with i have appreciated your time I, if you can tell people where they can find you if they're looking to hear more
1: absolutely well um i have a website which is uh www.integrativehealingarts.com and um i'm also on instagram although i've been off of social media for a while because it's not not healthy um it's also integrative healing arts nyc that's where you can find me
0: all right very nice those will be in the show notes if anyone is looking for an easy link to get right to those thank you again for being here i've appreciated it
1: thank you colton
0: i hope you all learned as much as i did It's a weird side effect of doing these interviews, and maybe the same for all of you listening to the shows, that I become more open to things like the idea of going in for acupuncture. It's almost ironic that I've never considered it, given the fact that I have paid several people to stab my body thousands of times to get tattoos. So maybe I'll find a place nearby that'll only stab me 20 times, and I'll report back on the experience. We're almost halfway through November, and here are the updated rankings. Number one, the United States, led by Iowa, Nebraska, and Oregon. I'm not sure why the sudden spike in the Midwest states, but that is super cool. Number two, Australia, with New South Wales dominating all others combined. Number three, the United Kingdom, with England still out front. Number four. Canada, with British Columbia and Ontario tied. And number five, Germany, battling head-to-head with New Zealand and led by Bayern? Bayern. Somebody tell me if I'm pronouncing that right. That's it for this week. Have a great week, a great weekend, and I'll see you all back here for the next episode next Monday. Until that next episode, please do all the things that help the show grow, like rating, reviewing, liking, and subscribing. Reach out to DumbEnoughPodcast at gmail.com or on any social media if you want to reach me personally. Most importantly, stay dumb.